Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now, very recently, I held the final live event for 2021, the Total Somatics Live Experience. And if you join me, thank you so much for spending time with me. I really enjoyed sharing all the information about Total Somatics movement, mindset and mindfulness with so many of you from around the world. So during the experience, I covered two of your burning questions. I created that in the format of three live workshops and an additional live Q&A session. So I will do that again next year because it was popular. And also I want to serve the needs and the interest of the community. So again, as we get closer to the next live event in 2022, then please leave your burning questions and I'll let you know closer to the time. But it was also wonderful to welcome in new members to the Total Somatics membership. And I look forward to basically sharing more of the knowledge and the skills of Total Somatics to help them reduce pain, improve posture and increase their mobility. Now, if you'd like to join the Total Somatics membership in the future and you just didn't get in time before the doors closed, if you go to the Join Now page at totalsomatics.com, you can actually leave your details on the wait list. And the next time we open the doors to the membership, you'll be the first to know. Now today, I'd like to share a really important reason why total somatics is different to yoga and Pilates. Again, this is something that people were asking during the total somatics live experience. So there are a few points I'd like to break down to really get that differentiation between how total somatics varies between Pilates and yoga. Now, first of all, Total Somatics, and you would know this if you also came to these live events, what Total Somatics does is it focuses on releasing muscle tension and tightness, as well as enhancing your muscle memory. And it does this by releasing those subconscious or automatic or those habitual patterns that start to occur from basically if we have an injury, if we have habits where we might sit or stand in a certain way, And what happens is, is that these subconscious actions can also come about from stress responses. And again, if you did see that live event or the live events, you would have seen that I referred to specific postural patterns that your brain creates. And when you're stressed, your brain to muscle communication takes over. At this point, it very much is a subconscious or automatic stress response. And so if we really want to get to the root cause of why that muscle tension is there, why it's holding you hostage, why it hunkers you down, draws your ribs down, tucks your tailbone up and under, tightens your hip flexors, and just means that your muscles are constantly fired on and switched on. The reason for this behind the scenes is that your brain is constantly telling your muscles to stay tense and tight. And as I said, it can be for a number of reasons. It can be through habit. If you sit or you stand or you do something on a regular basis, which requires those muscles to stay tight and tense, 
If you do something long enough, your brain starts to adapt and change to a new normal. Likewise, if we are living in one stress and then we have another stress and another stress and we never actually get back to a state of balance in between those stressful events, our brain to body connection and brain to muscle connection will continue to tell your body and your brain and your nervous system to stay on high alert and to keep your muscles tense and tight and primed for impending danger or stress. And that's the power of total somatics. You see, compared to Pilates and yoga, total somatics is working with your software or with your brain. Because until you change the way that your software or your brain is talking to your muscles, you can stretch and you can strengthen every muscle in your body, but your brain to body connection will not know how to fully release chronically tight muscles, which have been set by either a habit or through a stress posture or pattern or behavior. And so what happens is, is these are natural postural patterns. And again, in the live workshop, you'll notice that I referred to them as in service of survival. So we need them. They're there to protect us in that fight or flight stress response. However, we need to be able to return to a state of balance or homeostasis. And as many people are experiencing around the world, if that doesn't happen, we continue to live in a very tight, tense body. It impacts our digestive function as well as other organs also the depth of our breathing. It also, which is something mentioned in the workshop, what you also experience is that your brain doesn't know the difference between perceived and actual danger. So if you continue to hold your body in a stressful posture, that continues to relay information back to your nervous system to stay in a heightened state of alertness and stress. So when we use the process of pandiculation as opposed to stretching, pandiculation gets to your software. It gets to the area of your brain called the sensory motor cortex. That's the area that controls all movement and senses and feels the world around you. When you do that pandiculation or that sensory motor reset or software update, that's when we start to change the brain to muscle communication. That is something scientifically shown that stretching cannot do. Stretching does not have that capacity to change the neural or the brain landscape because it doesn't stimulate the sensory motor cortex. Another factor that differs total somatics to say yoga and also Pilates is that because we are dealing with the way that your brain is talking to your muscles, we know that those postural stress reflexes always have a start point and that start point is from your tailbone. So in a stress response, your tailbone will either tuck up and under or it will stick out. So how that shows is that your bottom will either tuck up and under and your ribs will draw down towards your tailbone, creating that hunched over position. Or other people react by their bottom sticks out so they have that sway back and they're the go, 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 that green light personality that we would also refer to in total somatics. So in total somatics, we would refer to this approach as working from your center to your periphery. So although we look at your center and we want to get your center under its voluntary control or conscious control, this is where we want to break that brainstem postural reflex pattern that happens. So what we're doing here is getting right to the root cause of that stress pattern. 
You see, in the live workshops, again, if you join me, you'll, you probably will recall this, but the sensory motor cortex, the area that we sense and feel and we move our muscles, it has a very small area of brain real estate for your torso. So for your belly, through the sides of your body, across your chest, your lower back, there's a very small area of brain real estate. Whereas you have over a third of your brain real estate that covers your hands and your arms and your face. And because of this reason, very quickly we can lose that muscle memory and go into that hunkered down stress response through our centre. So notice, for instance, when you watch people walking around and maybe notice yourself, people can be incredibly robotic from their centre. They have no rhythm and wiggle in their hips. They have no sway and swagger in their shoulders and their head. But often you might see from their elbows to their hands that there's a lot of movement. And that's because the first areas to be impacted by the stress response happen from your centre. So that's the reason why within total somatics we start from the centre and work out to the periphery. However, I'd also like to preface this with something else and that is, it's not always the case that we can work that way. You may recall that in the workshop I always said that we meet our soma or our entire mind, body, emotional, physical, energetic health, how we are that day. And from one day to the next it's going to vary. And so in some situations, and this is what I find within the membership, that's why it's such a tailored approach within the membership. I bring real focus and clarity to the members. And that is that in some cases where there's trauma and there's a lot of emotional impact, there's a lot of repressed emotion, for instance, people can find it very difficult to sense and feel and even move through the center of their body. So this is where within total somatics, I will encourage people to, to explore and to be curious and at times go from the extremities or the periphery to the center. And the reason for this is we take advantage of your brain real estate and because we know we've got a third of your brain map which is your hands, we can use your hands which are rich in sensory fibers and we can hold our belly and we can hold our chest. And we can tap on these areas and encourage ourselves to breathe into our hand that's tapping in that area. Now, when we do that, that starts to increase the information and the feedback between your brain and your muscles. And so that's why it's not set in stone with total somatics. You see, I even said to the members very recently, total somatics continues to evolve. Just like pain science, just like neuroscience, we don't stay stuck in one area. We continue to develop that growth mindset. We continue to develop our awareness skills and practice to everything that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. So this is why the original teachings with somatics is start from the center to periphery. But we know that you can't put people in um, pigeonhole. You, there's no textbook of anything here of it being a certain way. We have to work with everybody's bone structure, their medical history, their emotional well-being, whatever is presented on that day. And so that's why within the Total Somatics membership, I ensure that we look at all areas, not just from the centre to the periphery, but if it means that we need to increase that muscle memory, we need to do that software reset from the extremities or periphery to the centre, we will do different approaches. And again, that's why the membership is so valuable to people. 
because out in the world where you can get all this information on YouTube and elsewhere, you don't have my support, you don't have my experience to help you tailor and hone what you need with your background, with your medical history. With my ongoing support, I can support you every step of the way. Now, I mentioned it previously, but another big difference between yoga and Pilates is that we actually pandiculate in total somatics. And pandiculation is very different to stretching. Again, if you experience the, the total somatics live experience, you'll know that I discussed pandiculation and stretching. If you are in the membership, please go to the recording section and watch some of those workshops, The Power of Pandiculation and Neuromyofascial Web and Somatic Movement, because in there I teach you about the science of pandiculation and why it's so much more superior to stretching and why as we move forward with neuroscience, pain science, that's where we can see things are moving. When we move correctly, when we think and notice the architecture of our amazing body, it works so much more efficiently when we actually pandiculate rather than stretch. And so with pandiculation, we have those three phases. We have a contraction and then we slowly lengthen the muscle to the end of its natural movement before it turns into a stretch. And then we completely relax. And so it's very important. And again, this is something that people kept asking me was, what's the difference between lengthening and stretching? Well, you see, when you lengthen, we do it slowly. So we're allowing your brain time to absorb that choreography, that information of how to fully release and let go of a tight, tense muscle. And when we do that, we're allowing your brain, that sensory motor cortex, to recall the information of how to release and let go of those muscles. You see, through habits and injuries and stress postures, We've taught ourselves how to get tighter. All your brain to muscle communication knows to do is to hold very tight, tense muscles. What pandiculation teaches you to do is to create that variety in movement again. You can feel the contraction, but more importantly, you know how to lengthen and release to the end of that movement. And what happens is, is the more you pandiculate, you'll actually start to sense and feel and read that that lengthening phase actually improves. And that's because you're moving your muscles mindfully. You're listening to where your brain is gauging the end of that range of movement. You see, when you stretch the muscle, you actually are ignoring what your brain is saying to your muscles. So instead of it being mindful, it's more of an ego-led driven practice. And when that happens, we are no longer somatic or mindful in our approach to our neuromuscular health. Now, the really important part of pandiculation is the cues. And if you are within the membership, you'll notice that the quality of your movement and the cues that I provide within all of those audio classes actually increases the awareness of your sensory and motor feedback within your muscles. You see, when you have this insight of jerky, shaky movements and different factors, you know, where you feel that you're not creating that full range of movement, at this point, you might think, well, what has that got any relevance to? Well, it's got a lot of relevance because what it's doing is it's giving you an insight into the quality of your movements. And when you start to notice the quality of your movements, you can start to see how you can adapt and improve that pandiculation process in everyday activities. 
And again, that's the power of total somatics. It's not just about the movement session at the time. It's about taking those principles into your daily activities and integrating them because that's where the power lies. This is a whole lifestyle change. It's not just a movement practice you do for a short amount of time, then you jump up and go back to your old habits. We are creating overall changes within your neuromuscular system. So I will ask you to notice certain movements. I'll ask you to increase that awareness because when you do, you're increasing your sensory awareness and your motor awareness as well. This is all happening. Your brain is like a sponge taking in this information and learning to create the efficient, correct movement patterns again. And finally, this I mean, there's so many factors here, but just in this short episode here, the one I'd also like to highlight to you is your fascia. And again, if you are a member, please go to the Neuromar Fascial Web and Somatic Movement Workshop that's in the recording section. Because when you look at the the workshop I hold there it's absolutely incredible your fascia the architecture the way it's designed to actually slide and glide the way it's richer in sensory nerves compared to your muscles and how reactive it can be if it's put under a lot of pressure and load tension and tightness so when you understand the science behind your fascia you realize that movement and that sliding gliding action of pandiculation is so much more effective for your fascia. And again, if you watch the live workshops with me, if you can recall, there was that image of your calf muscle. It's a beautiful image and it shows your muscles. But remember seeing the rivers of white? That's your fascia. And when you see how intertwined your muscles and your fascia are, you realize that we're dealing with an intelligent system that requires communication between your muscles and your fascia and your brain. So it's not about tugging and pulling and forcing. It's about a re-education. It's that expression of working smarter, not harder. And you see, there are more subconscious or automatic things going on in your body that you don't have to micromanage. They just happen naturally. Likewise, if you can access that power of pandiculation that other vertebrae animals do, they don't stretch, they pandiculate. If we can bring that in as well to reset our, sen- our sensory motor cortex and our nervous system, we are going to find that our movement becomes more fluid. We have greater shock absorbency. We have greater range of movement and we can stop those recurring issues because we're starting to get more insight and awareness from our internal world out. And so that's why total somatics is so powerful. It really is teaching you how you can harness these skills from within And take them not just in the practice that I teach you, not just in all the mindfulness and the mindset classes that are in the membership, but how you can take those principles out into the world. So I look forward to sharing more with you next time. As always, if you have any questions, you can get me at support at totalsomatics.com. And again, if you want to stay on the wait list for the next time I open the doors, click on the join now page at totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit. To learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, 
go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care.